Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. It's never gonna happen. Dude, you gotta believe. <gasps> ah, come on! Wait for it. Like. That was so awesome. That was awesome. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so, and you know what? He has risen. He has risen. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. That's what it's all about. All right, so, man, right there, you just saw (laughs) uh, President Biden. You know, America's watching him now every time he walks up to the you know, it's Air Force One there. We're wondering, is he going to make it? He's going to make it. We're all cheering for him, you know. You know, he's the most powerful person in the, in the world, and we hate for him to trip and fall as he's going, you know, up the stairs. Literally, up the stairs. What's well, small victories, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's, what we, that's what we live for now. <laughs> we just like, <laughs> Lord Jesus, we just hope he makes it. Oh, you know, in your holy name, let us pray. <laughs> all right, so, and also today I want to talk about you know, I want to talk about the Austin Police Department. I want to talk about the fact that, you know, hey, you know, why did the Austin police let a shooting suspect go when they had his name, license plate, and video evidence? You know, why did he let this guy go? And also, should teens involved in the D.C. carjacking turn murder be charged as adults? I want to know what you think. What are your thoughts about that? You know, should the teens involved in that D.C. carjacking that end up turning into a murder, should they be charged as as adults? And why did the Austin Police Department let a shooting suspect go when they had his name, license plate, and video evidence? I want you to check out this video here from a shooting incident that happened in my parking lot at Central Texas Gunworks. All right, so you're not going to hear much of an auto, but you see a, a guy actually pulls out of the parking lot, and he, there we go.
guy fired like 12 shots back at the bar. Here's what happened. Let me break this down for you. All right, so basically we were inside the inside the bar, and the, a guy grabbed the wrong drink. You know, he he actually grabbed the wrong person's drink. You're like, look, dude, you know, you went to a random person's table, grabbed the wrong drink. What's up? So he gets all upset about the, you know, the fact that he grabbed the wrong drink. He says, hey, well, here's some money. Just take the money. Well, it's not about the money. It's about the fact you grabbed the wrong drink. Dude, don't walk to a random person's table and take a drink. But you know what? Hey, not a problem at all. So what we did was we just went back to the bar and just got another drink. Just let it go. Because I teach this in class. Sometimes you have to let certain situations go. You can push it to the next level. You can argue about it. You can, you know, start a fight. But a lot of times it's best just to use conflict resolution. Just, you know what? You know what? Let's just let it go. And just how about we just going to let him have that drink because obviously he needs it more than we did. So we're going to go back to the bar and get a totally different drink. So we go back to the bar, get another drink. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's a confrontation between him and the employees, the, the bar back in the bar. This guy grabs the drink and grabs another drink, runs out the front door with the drink. So he's trying to leave the bar with a glass, you know, with two glass drinks and so the bartender in the, you know, in the bar back, they're like, hey, dude, you can't do that. You can't leave the bar with drinks. You got to, you know, you got to leave the drinks in the bar. You got to drink them in the bar. You can't just run out the front door. So he gets upset. He starts a fight. He throws glass, you know, this glass at the employees of the bar, you know, ends up throwing it in their face. And then he starts a big, huge fight outside the bar. So they're fighting. You know, this is all going down. And I immediately, when it started, I dialed, I grabbed my phone. I dialed 911, you know. I'm on the phone with 911. I'm telling them the address. I'm giving them the information, giving them the suspect description, everything. And while I'm on the phone with 911, that's when the guy pulls out of the parking lot. And once again, I want you to listen to this video. So as he pulls out of the parking lot, I'm actually on the phone with 911. After this scuffle, he goes to his vehicle, jumps into his vehicle, backs out of the parking space, pulls out. Pulls into the, the road there on the access road. I'm actually on the phone with 911 when those shots were actually being fired. Now, he fired about 10 to 12 shots right then and there. And so one of those shots actually hit the driver's side window of my vehicle. And so luckily, everyone that was standing outside actually ducked. It wasn't for the fact that I have, you know, bullet resistant windows and the fact that he fired shots at the vehicle and they're standing back behind the vehicle. Someone could have been shot and killed right then and there. So. So then, you know, we the police show up. This guy's gone. You know, the police get there. We give the police this information. We also give the police this vehicle information, give the police his tag number. Uh, we tell them exactly what happened. We lay it all out for them and everything. And so we actually, you know, we're lucky enough to actually give this person the police officer's name. You know, uh, that give the, the police officer the person's name. And by the way, his name is Mark Vera. That's Mark, M-A-R-K, Vera, V-A-R-A, just in case you want to know. His name, is, his name is Mark, <laughs> that's M-A-R-K, Vera, V-A-R-A. Because this idiot... Not only did he fire shots in the parking lot, this idiot uses his credit card to pay for his tab. So not only do they have his credit card information, they have his name, they have his license plate. We give all the information. And I tell people in class, you know, you got to give the, the police officers information. You got to give them the complete information to the, so they have something to go by. So then 
you know, after the police leave, they leave, you know, they go about their way. They fill out the report. We get the report number. You know, and I sat there and I thought, you know what? This guy is an idiot. He's got to be the dumbest person in the world for someone to to do this, leave their driver's license, you know, their their credit card information, you know, and then commit a crime, daily conduct, which just happens to be a felony, by the way, daily conduct, firing shots at people, a felony. So then I say, you know what? I bet you he went down to the down the street to the next bar. So I pull out after the police leave. I go down to the next place, which is a little place called uh, the warehouse. I pull out of there. I go down there. You know what? This idiot is actually his car is in the parking lot. This idiot, Mark Vera, is actually inside the bar. We come back from the break. I'm going to tell you what the Austin Police Department did when once we informed them where this guy was and what happened after that. And I want to wish everyone a happy Easter. Remember, he has risen. This is Michael Cargill, and you have listening to you are listening to Come and Talking. Peace. This is Maj Touré. You're listening to Come and Talking Radio with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're talking about Austin, Texas. We're talking about Washington, D.C. We're talking about gun control. That's what we do here in this show. Now, check this out. So, this this video here. This is at outside in the park lot of Central Texas Gunworks. So, that's a young man, Mark Vera. I want to make sure make sure we get this name right. You know, I want to make sure everyone understands who I'm talking about, what I'm saying. I want to make sure there's no doubts about, you know, the name or anything like that. That's Mark. That's M-A-R-K, Vera, V-A-R-A. That's the idiot. 
that actually goes into a bar and, you know, gets upset about the fact that he grabbed the wrong drink and then fights with the employees at the bar. They ask him to leave. He decides to throw drinks in their face, gets into a fight with the employees of the bar. They say, hey, dude, just leave. You know, it's not a big deal. Just go ahead and just leave, you know, because you've, you've obviously, you know, you've gone too far. So instead, he gets upset and gets into his car, pulls out of the parking lot and fires 10 to 12 shots back at the people that were standing outside, the employees of, of this establishment. And when this guy did this, luckily, everyone hit the ground. Luckily, one of the rounds only hit the driver's side window of my vehicle. And so and, and the funny thing about this is I'm actually on the phone with 911 when he fired the shots. Because like I tell people in my class, don't get caught up in what's going on. You know, don't get caught up in the emotions of everything. Grab your phone, dial 911. So I'm actually on the phone with 911. So when you when we do the open records request and we ask for the 911 call, you're going to hear the 10 to 12 shots on the 911 call because this is happening in real time. So this guy, you know, goes down the street, you know, and I, you know, and I, I tell you, the police show up. They do their thing. They give a, they take a report. We tell the police officer his name, Mark Vera. We give him his license plate number. And by the way, we have a picture of that also. You can show that picture of his vehicle and that license plate. I want to make sure everyone sees this, you know, because I want you to get a good shot of this guy's vehicle. Uh, the vehicle, you know, him and his friend was driving in. Make sure we get a good shot of that. That's his vehicle coming up here in a second. And we're going to see his license plate number. Want to make sure we see that. Make sure there's no doubts or, you know, questions about that. His license plate is Texas. That's N as in Nico. I'm sorry. That's N November. K Kilo. J Juliet. That's 8253. Texas license plate. He is, he's driving a black Dodge Charger. Okay. I want to make sure we understand that. That's Mark Vera driving Texas license plate in November. K Kilo. J Juliet. 8253. So we give the police all this information and the police do their, you know, their investigation. You know, they even get this guy's credit card information and everything, you know, so you have everything about this guy. Because I tell people, you got to give police a good description of what's going on. You got to give them all the information, you know, that way they have something to go on so they can do their investigation and get these people that do bad things and bring them to the district attorney who can bring charges against these people and and bring them to court. So. We do that. Give them everything. There's nothing more I can give you, you know, other than just handing the person over to you myself. My goodness, you know. So we do this. And so then the police leave, you know, they do their job. And so I thought, you know, this guy, like I said, is an idiot. So I'm willing to bet this guy pulled out of our parking lot, went down the street, and it's early in the night. So he decided, you know what, let's go to the next bar. So he goes down to the next bar, which is uh, the, what is it called? The warehouse. He goes down to that bar. And so I go down, you know, to the warehouse. I see this guy's car in the parking lot. I see this guy inside the bar. You know, I go inside. He's inside the bar sitting down. So I call 911. I call 311 first, and they transferred me to 911. I gave them the report number. So then, you know, give the police the, the report number. I'm saying, hey, here's the guy that, that just did this shooting, you know, about an hour ago, 45 minutes ago. You know, at this location over here, you know, he's currently right now at this location. Here's the address. Here's a picture. Here's his driver is a license plate number. Here's where he's sitting inside the bar. He's right here. Come get him. So what do you do? About eight police officers get together. They get together at a gas station, you know, at the intersection of Congress and Ben White. 
And then they talk with the investigator or a supervisor or someone. They say, you know what? No, 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 no. We're not going to do anything. Let's just wait. You know, we're going to wait. We're not going to do anything. So while I'm sitting there in the parking lot, that's when I noticed that my window had actually been shot. You know, because it wasn't shattered or anything like that. That's, so that's the one I know I had a bullet in my driver's side window. So I said, oh, by the way, you know, I have a, you know, a round actually hit my driver's side window. And they said, the police officer said, you know, okay, well, hold, stay right there. So I hung up from 911. They called me back. They said, hey, Mr. Cargill, can you come to where we are? I'm like, well, where are you? We're in your parking lot. Well, how about you come to where I am? Because I'm in the, the warehouse parking lot where this criminal was located. He said, no, no, Mr. Cargill, come to us. I said, no, how about you come to me? Because I'm in the parking lot where the criminal is. They're like, no, 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 no. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to engage him. How about you come to me? No, no, no. How about you come to me? So this goes back and forth. Eventually, I said, okay, fine. I will go to where you guys are located. So then, you know, to ensure that I actually was going to follow their instructions, I pull out of my parking lot. As soon as, I'm sorry, I pull out of the parking lot of the warehouse where Mark Vera was. Uh, vehicle license plate number. Hold on, make sure. Uh, November Kilo Juliet 8253. I pull out of the parking lot, and the Austin police officer follows me around and back to my parking lot to make sure I got there. And then takes pictures of my vehicle and gets the information, and that's where it ends. So this guy still today has not been arrested. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that is why we have problems in crime in this city. If we don't fund our police and make sure we have enough law enforcement officers on the road to make sure that we can handle these situations, you know, we don't have enough officers. This problem will will persist. It's going to continue, you know, and, and, and if I'm wrong, call me up. By the way, my telephone number is 512-543-2284. That's 512-543-2284. That's 512-543-2284. Come and take it. C-A-T-I. Once again, that's 512-543-2284. If you think I'm wrong, you call me and tell me, Michael, you're wrong. Let me know. Because this is ridiculous. I don't care if you're a police informant. I don't care if you're the drug cartel. I don't care who this guy is. He's a criminal. He's a thug. And he deserves to be in jail. And everyone knows where I'm located. I'm located at 321 West Ben White Boulevard, and no one scares me. Once again, my telephone number is 512-543-2284. Come and talk it. All right. Now, Thomas. Thomas asks, you know, what about the bump stock ban? Thomas says, hey, Mike, you know, so the, the court has ruled that the bump stocks are not uh, machine guns. Now what do we do? Well, you know what, Thomas? So here's how that works. My case, Michael Cargill versus the Department of Justice, is the only case that has gone forward and actually had his day in court. No other, no, no other case has gone to court and had a trial. The only thing they've done is they made a decision in this other case about the definition of what a bump stock is. And so that case still has to go back to the lower court and have a trial. They still have not had a trial. So nothing has happened yet. Our case, my case, Michael Cargill against the federal government, the Department of Justice, is the only case that actually has, has had his day in court and is further along than any other case. We need these other cases. So, you know, these other cases around the country to meet us, you know, so we can make it to the Supreme Court. So the Supreme Court can make a decision. So just because a court of appeals on one part of the country 
All that does is just make a decision on that part of the country. It does not affect the entire United States. I'm not selfish. You know, I'm, I'm trying to take care of the entire country. This is about America. What is it? America. America, baby. That's right. And so this is what it's about. It's not about me being selfish and worrying about just the, Cal, you know, uh, the West Coast. I'm worried about the entire United States. So what I need is I need both all these cases around the country to meet us up, you know, hurry up and get their day in court, whether we, you know, they win or lose, doesn't matter. And we need the Supreme Court to make the decision of how it's going to affect the entire country. And once again, Michael Cargill versus Department of Justice is the only case, only bump stock case in this country that has had its day in court. And we are now on appeal to our, you know, to our court of appeals. And we expect it. We're, you know, I anticipate we're going to win that that appeal. And then we're going to make it hopefully make it to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court is only going to pick one case to go forward. So we don't know which case they're going to pick. They could pick my case. They could pick someone else's case. We don't know. So we'll find out. And that's how that stuff works. So unfortunately, there was no big, huge hoo-ha. It's just that someone had a, lo- a large, you know, a loud voice saying they, they had some type of victory. But it really wasn't a victory because they haven't had the day in court yet. So we got to have that day in court first. And unfortunately, we need all those cases to go to court, have the day in court, so we can make it to the Supreme Court. And that is how the law changes. That is how things happen. That's how we make a difference. Yeah, I mean, it's um, this definitely looks like this could be the most promising case. I mean, it's definitely going to be a fun. Um, we should do a live show. We should do a live podcast from from the uh, from the Supreme Court building. You can't. Well, well from you outside, do, you, you can do it outside. <laughs> yeah, you can't do, do it. You know, hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> there are no recordings inside the building. Ask one of the ye. justices to give their opinion live. Right. <laughs> and I, I know I'm, I'm calm. I'm not going to blow up a blow a vessel or anything. I've already done that. You know, I did that back in what a year and a half ago. I blew a blood blood vessel and, and they had to go to the hospital after the radio show. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm on a blood pressure medicine now, so I'm good. <laughs> All right. All right. So we're going to talk about uh, we we go we come back from the break. I want to talk about DC. I want to ask you guys the question of Washington DC. And what about this um, carjacking? These teenagers actually executed in D.C. And, and the guy they carjacked ended up dying. Also, we got a video of a the paraplegic, the young lady whose uh, boyfriend, husband, whatever, was killed uh, July of last year. want to talk about you know an incident that happened with her and the Austin Police Department. We got a video of uh, something that happened with her, her interaction with the Austin Police Department. This is Michael Cargill and you. Are listening to come and talk it. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're talking about, you know, everything that's happened around the country this week. We're talking about different shootings that happened in Austin. I tell you, you know, do you do know that, um, you know, violent crime is actually increasing in Austin, Texas? Do you know that? Violent crime is actually increasing. And in, in, in the U.S., actually, the U.S., the United States of America, saw a significant crime rise across major cities in 2020. And it's not letting up. You know, do you know that major American cities saw a 33% increase in homicides last year as, a, as the pandemic swept across the country? 33% increase in homicides. Wow, in the city? In the, in the U.S., oh, the United US. States okay. of America, 33% Increase in homicides. What do you think? Since COVID or everything? 2020, for the year 2020. And by the way, tell everybody what's your name. My name is Prophet. Prophet. Yeah. That's right. Not like <laughs> saying, not like having Prophet on the show on, on Easter. Yeah. He has risen. Nah, for real. So says Happy the Easter, Lord. everybody. That's right. Happy <laughs> Easter. So, Prophet, what, what do you say? Uh, what do you say? Tweet. 33% increase. 33%. Get close to the mic. A 33% increase. And homicides in the year right. 2020. It's been, right. it's been a crazy year for one. That's right. And I brought Profit into the show because Profit took my license to carry handgun course. Oh, yeah, for sure. I had that's, to. That's right. What do you think about what what did you think about the class, Profit? Actually, the class is the class is very informative. I, I encourage everybody to take the class. It's important for y'all to know gun safety as well as how to keep yourself safe, your family safe, and out of jail. Make sure you get that Texas law shield too. Protect yourself. <laughs> Just gotta throw that out there. Um why do you say that? Because, I, I didn't even tell Prophet to say that. Okay, <laughs> Prophet saying it all on his own. Because one th- one thing I learned in the class, one thing I learned in the class is that when it's a situation such as one at the bar, one the guy should have took the class. He would have known that he shouldn't have done what he did. He would know but, how to shoot too. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, obviously you can't hold the gun, can't aim properly. One thing I learned was that you know over little over little situations such as a drink or anything else like that, um, that bullet that comes out that gun is is worth how much. Fifteen thousand dollars. Fifteen thousand. Why you say that, Prophet? Fifteen. 15 Fifteen bands. Fifteen bands. So it's like, basically, what that covers is court costs, bond costs, your whole life. So just think about it. If I pull that trigger, is this situation worth fifteen bands in my life that I probably don't got because I'm still waiting on my stimulus check? Because <laughs> <laughs> attorney's gonna get at least ten thousand. <laughs> you know, ten grand going you know, to the attorney. And that's if you get off. You might end up getting 15 years as well. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. We remember, we're black, so like we're slightly different. <laughs> what I say? Don't drop the soap. No. <laughs> that's right. Well, don't drop the soap. But yeah, so it was it was real it was real informative. I was able to take away a lot of uh, a lot of information, such as how to defuse the situation before escalating the situation. Because last thing you want to do is pull out a strap when it's you took my parking spot. Mm. Is, it, is it really is it really worth it? Mm. Nah. 
Nah, let me let's just talk. Hey, look, it's a parking spot that just opened up right there. That's how you defuse the situation. Not, hey, this is America, Second Amendment, right, right to bear arms. I can do whatever I want to. Okay, cool. Perfectly fine. But think about it first. So that class taught me how to use my head and not my trigger finger, you know? Mm. So nice. that's what I learned. That's a good marketing slogan. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. Man, I take profit, boy. You spit, you spit in the word. Man, you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. You spit the word. All right. So you know, and and today on Easter, you believe it or not, Easter Sunday, this morning, eight o'clock this morning, I stood in front of my class. I had a license to carry handgun course on Easter Sunday morning. I walked into the building, walked to the classroom. I had twenty students on Easter Sun Easter Sunday. That's the way to praise the Lord and pass the ammunition, boy. You gonna <laughs> learn today. I brought him up one side of that mountain, and I brought him down the other side. You know, we told him, I told him, I told him about, you know, this is how you do it. This is how you don't do it. I said, huh, this is what we're going to do over here. Uh, don't do this right here. I said, because you know what? Because when your time comes, what I say? I like to say, don't look down the barrel of the gun, because what you're going to see, you're going to see Jesus or the devil. Uh-huh. That's what I'm talking about. Preach. <laughs> It's like past um, the Michael Carter. <laughs> you you got to bring him upside that mountain and bring him down to the other yes, side. Lord. That's right. That's right. Nothing like praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. <laughs> Don't get me started. What an organ at? We need the organ. <laughs> <laughs> we need the organ play. That's right. So, I, you know, I was actually excited. I, I, you know, I stand in front of the class. It's like my therapy. You know, I stand in front of the class. I get all, you know, the my anger of the week. I get that out by teaching the class. And, you know, students are great. Every class is actually different. And, you know, it, and people don't know what to expect. So when they get there, they show up. You know, I want to make sure, one, I want to make sure they learn. I want to make sure they retain that information. I want to make sure when they walk away, you know, they think about, you know, I need to do something different with my life. You know, because this, the reason I came to this class is because this particular incident that happened here. You know, but then I want them to walk away and say, okay, well, man, you know, yeah, I need to. So I, I need to handle the situation this way differently. And maybe a gun is not the right thing I should use for that particular situation. Maybe I need to use conflict resolution. I need to calm that situation down. Maybe I should talk to a person like that. I'm an adult talking to another adult, not a parent talking to a child. So you know those things we talk about. And you know I, I love showing different videos. I love you know talking about different shootings that happen around the country. Because I want people to understand. I love comparing, like, shootings like, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse. I, I look at that shooting that happened in Wisconsin, Kyle Rittenhouse. I compare that to, you know, Ahmaud Aubrey. To me, those are the same situations where someone was being chased by someone and they had to stop and they tried to defend themselves. Kyle Rittenhouse defending himself by using an AR-15 and shot his attackers. Ahmaud Aubrey did not have a gun, so he was shot and killed. So I compare those situations as the same, same situations. You know, both of them should have been able to defend themselves. One had a gun, one did not. One survived because they defend themselves. One died because they didn't have a gun. And so you got to educate yourself. Got to find out what the laws are. Because I always tell people, tell people in class, police can lie to you, but you cannot lie to police. They can lie to you, but you cannot lie to them. Police officers can lie to you and tell you whatever to get you to talk and tell them, you know, all your deep, dark secrets, but you cannot lie to law enforcement. All right? And that's a Supreme Court case. What do you think? I'm, I'm going to turn this over to my son. I'm afraid of what he's going to say. <laughs> no, no, but it's, uh, just, just so you can't <laughs> lie to police, you can also not talk to them either, right? So you have a right to remain silent, so you should exercise that. Don't be a talker. You, no one's ever 
talk themselves out of getting arrested. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah. But, so that's kind of my uh, my take on it. Just no, just uh, be quiet, <laughs> or or be quiet when the cuffs come out. Usually. All right. What do you think? Profit. What's up? What do you think? Could you repeat the question again? I just you just want to know what you think. What do you think? What's on your mind? Well, right now, what's on my mind now? Um, there was a lady by the name of Miss Rose, a black woman of business. Miss Rose. Her um, nephew was gunned down um, by an individual and um, his best friend, actually, and the police gave him a bond. So now he's out on, on a $100,000 bond. The judge. Yeah. The they judge gave, gave him a bond. They gave, okay. they gave him a bond. Okay. And, um, you know, right now, that's who was on my mind as we were speaking kind of while I, like, zoned out a little bit. I wanted to make sure that um, his story get put out there because um, it's, it's relating with guns. It's relating with, you know, people being here to preserve, uh, to serve and protect. So I just wanted to make sure I shed a little light on that. Okay. Yeah. And then I do want to talk about this this Washington, D.C., uh, these teenagers that actually, um, you know, end up carjacking. Uh, what was it? He wasn't an Uber was, driver. He was a yeah, Uber Eats driver. He was Uber Eats, yeah. Uber Eats driver. And an immigrant as well. Yeah, and, this, and he was an immigrant. This guy tried, well, the fact is, he, you know, they tried to steal his car from him. You know, this doesn't matter, you know, who you are, what you are, doesn't matter your race. I, I've seen people talk about this guy. This guy was a Muslim, Asian Muslim, you know, which was not true. You know, doesn't stop. Let's stop that. Okay, let's stop that. Someone tried to carjack another person. It doesn't matter that person's race or anything like that. They tried to carjack another person, end up killing this guy. This guy is trying well, to provide for his family. I, no, I do think it is. I do think race is slightly relevant. Here Why because, is that? Because because it's, 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 it's I don't someone, I don't think no, they no, thought about race. No, no, no it's, yeah, definitely. So I, just because I don't think that um just I don't don't think that that race this was this definitely wasn't racially motivated, right? But it's clear that like it that you've got someone here who's working a minimum wage job, an unskilled job, work making very like very small wages. And someone who's obviously came to America to improve their their standard of living, mm-hmm. they're starting. They're working one like you know the worst, most lowest paid jobs in our society, just to just to make men's meet, just so they can be a, a taxpayer, just so they can't use our, our welfare. And then uh, American nationals then want to take this person's life and steal steal what this person's worked for. So I do think it raises slightly relevant in 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 this matter. But that's why I said he's an immigrant. That's what I think that is relevant. I think it's relevant that it's. I think it's very interesting that Americans would want to take from someone who's clearly came here for the right reason. That's my angle. All right. So what do you think? I, I agree with the point that he's made. Um, but this also not, just not, think about this. Think we, about, we don't agree with each other. We like to argue. Yeah. I'm thinking from, um, it probably would be confident, uh, not confrontational, but basically, you know, those kids who decided to do this act, what it is that they were missing. You know what I'm saying? I can't justify their actions. I can't justify, um, you know, the result of the situation. To, I always go to but, parenting. I'm, I'm yeah. like, I'm straight. I'm going straight for the parents. Like, yeah. where did you go wrong? Yeah. Obviously, the parents are just some rotten parents. Yeah. You know, because you don't know how to raise your kids. Because here they are, the worst of the worst of our society. You know, stealing someone's vehicle, end up killing this person, and you're the mother and the father of these. You know, these but monsters. What, I think that's relevant. But at the end of the day, like you're 15 years old, you know the difference between right and wrong. Right? Oh yeah, you definitely. That's know. my point. It's like, it's like I don't, I don't care how bad your upbringing's been. That like at the end of the day, if it like I, I've, I've been in some bad positions where I've been like completely broke and had not have any money, etc. I, didn't, I didn't think, hey, let's go jack somebody. You know what I mean? And I think when you're 15, it's like, yeah, you, 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 you have the wherewithal, you have the, the agency to determine, okay, I shouldn't be, um, I should be stealing people's cars. Do you know what I mean? 
And what are they going to do with it anyway? They're 15 years old. They're going to go over Joyride and then set it on fire. Like, they weren't doing this for any real material gain, surely. Yeah. And so what we're talking about is a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old girls charged in the armed fatal carjacking of a Virginia husband and father last week in D.C. are reportedly getting a plea deal. Okay, so the Washington Post, which sat in, they sat in on the virtual hearing for the two juveniles held on Wednesday, reports that the prosecutor had told the judge they were expecting to give attorneys plea bargain offers in the next day or two. And that's common. That's actually I don't know why people are surprised by this. That's a common thing. They always say, you know, they offer a plea deal. Here's, you know, here's what we're going to offer you. You take this, you know, we don't have to go. We don't have to take this to court. You know, and that's a common thing. So, and, but some people are upset because they think that the two girls should be charged as an adult. I mean, to be, to be honest, I disagree with that. I think, I think in the case of murder charges, you should have you plea deals. I don't think they shouldn't be allowed, but I think definitely it should be customary that every, every murder charge goes through the court system. Because, like, if, if fair enough, it's like a parking ticket or something minor, they might, hey, plea deal out and so avoid, you know, using the court's resources. But when it's like a murder charge like this, no, absolutely not. This needs to go full. This needs to be fully scrutinized. I want all the evidence put out there. That's, that's the whole point that we have, the justice system we have, Do we, you know? All right, so we're talking about this shooting that happened in Washington, D.C. We're talking about things that happened around the country. Got a lot of news stories we want to cover today. Uh, this is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're talking about this shooting that happened in Washington, D.C., these uh, teenagers. And uh, Michael says, hey, I read where one of the, the teens had been charged before with carjacking. And if it's the teen second and, and the victim dies, then they should be charged as an adult. And I could be wrong about that, though, being the second time. So I haven't seen anything mentioned in the fact they've got other charges. And because that they're juveniles, that we can't search them by name. Right. So and we can't actually find out. Can't find out. Now, tell me, what, what's, what does the law say? Well, the, the law says, or on this article here, it says that, um, that in D.C. that you can only be charged as an adult if you're at the age of 16 or 17 and charged with one of four uh, uh, serious crimes, which is uh, first-degree murder, um, aggravated armed robbery, rape, or um, or um, assault with a deadly weapon. All right, so you got to be, what age is that? 16 or 17. So 16 or 17, you have to be charged with at least four felonies. Uh, you, yeah, one of those four felonies, but these girls are okay. only age 13 One of the 15. four felonies. Yeah. Okay. And so that's not going to be one of them. Yeah. So, no, they're not, they, they're not... They can't well, be charged. Te- well, technically, yeah, they've got they, they've got a murder charge, but like I said, they're thirteen and fifteen, so they're so out they're of the guide- they're out of the guidelines. Yeah. Okay. But this is only guidelines. I, I, a judge might might want to uh, divert from that, or they can I think they have the discretion to do that. But Don't DC know. guidelines says sixteen or seventeen. Okay. All right. So and then Thomas says those young females had zero parental control standards and no teaching on respect for life and uh, property and authority. Absolutely. And Christina says, hey there, you know, Thanksgiving, uh, thanks, thank goodness for your choice of glass, keeping, uh, keeping all your awesome self and doing what you do best. Happy Easter. Happy Easter to everyone out there. Happy Easter to you. He has risen. He has risen. All right. So, all right. So let's go back to DC. All right. So here's the video. Just so you know, 
Um, if you guys are not sure about what we're talking about as far as the DC uh, incident with these teenage girls, here's that video right now. Okay. So take a look at this. Can't play the audio. Too much profanity there. And what's happening here, just in case you listen to us in radio land, is we're watching a video where these two teenage girls actually jump in the vehicle, take a vehicle from the Uber Eats driver. Uh, one of the girls jumping uh, in the passenger side speeds off while the driver is holding on to the side of the vehicle. They make a right turn. They wreck. The vehicle flips. When the vehicle flips, the Uber Eats driver is thrown from the vehicle and crushed and killed. You know, and on the sidewalk. And the strange thing about this is, I don't know if you paid, paid attention to the video, is that everyone, no one sees his body on the ground immediately. Yeah, I know I it's that straight away. They totally do not see him they totally, laying they, on the they, they don't acknowledge it straight away. Yeah. And that's what's also kind of so dark about this, is that when you listen to the girls, they have absolutely no regard for the fact that there's literally a dead body. No, <laughs> Like, mm -hmm. literally there in the corner of the video. No, they're so concerned. She's more concerned with her purse being in the vehicle. Yeah. My purse is in the vehicle. Get my purse and my bag out of the vehicle. No one cares about the fact this guy is laying on the ground and he's dead, body lifeless. Yeah, yeah, it's really. That's strange. amazing to me. It is it's really strange, especially watching the video live again here, because you can actually watch people and see their their uh, like their body language around it, right? And you see they're completely like unfazed. Well, a lot of them actually have their back towards. They it, don't even see it. Notice, right? They don't even notice it. And it's one of those things where I wonder if they didn't notice. Like I wonder if they literally just just because the adrenaline of the situation, you see a flipped over car and you don't see the body there. Maybe, right. maybe they didn't yeah. notice it. Maybe they genuinely didn't at the time. I honestly think they didn't notice it. Yeah, I think no one, they didn't pay any attention to him, didn't notice the guy at all, his lifeless body laying on the sidewalk. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's pretty shameful. It's, it's pretty sad. And uh, Thomas asked, was a weapon used? No, a weapon was not used. They just, you yeah, know. Yeah, a taser. Oh, they did? They, they, oh, they, they, had, they had a taser. A taser, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, okay, all right. So use a taser you know, mm -hmm. on this guy. Man, this is it's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Definitely crazy. And, and that, that goes to show, you know, more in what we're talking about as far as being, you know, situation awareness, being aware of your surroundings. Locking your vehicle. Uh, mm -hmm. It's happened a lot. I noticed it's happened a lot. I use a Sizen app. And when I'm looking at the Sizen app, you know, at night, you know, like especially around 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, uh, you'll see a lot of different, you know, crimes happen around your city. You will see where, you know, the pizza delivery driver is being robbed, carjacked, you know, maybe held hostage. You know, that actually has happened in Austin multiple times. You'll see where someone goes to a gas station, gets gas, you know, the gas station, leave their keys in their vehicle, and, and someone jumps, drop, jumps in on the passenger side and jumps in the driver's side from the passenger side and takes their vehicle. You, yeah. you got to lock your vehicles. Uh, you got to watch your surroundings. You don't know if someone's watching you to be their next victim. And it happens. That's why, like, when it, when it comes to like you know, when you have your license to carry, when you're at a gas station at two a.m., open carry. <laughs> well, like, ser seriously, because that's one of those things where, like, when you, when you do that and you're open carry, especially when you have a halted firearm, it just tells everybody in the vicinity, "Hey, like, don't screw with me." Do you know what I mean? Like, I've got my license. I'm carrying a, a weapon legally, but like, hey, like, I'm not here to mess around. Do you know what I mean? I feel kind of guilty because I actually march around my vehicle with my AR, so I kind of feel guilty right about now, <laughs> like a little toy soldier. I'm just like, I just, <laughs> I do. Uh, like a like like I'm a drill sergeant giving commands. You know? <laughs> a hut, two, three, four. Right turn, <laughs> left turn. 
halt. <laughs> well, there's, we always, I think just again, as black people we have this thing where you, go, you end up and sometimes you find yourself in certain neighborhoods where you just think, I'm going to be really careful who I make eye contact with around here. Do you know what I mean? You have this sixth sense. I look and, at everybody. <laughs> I'm like, I wish you would. I'm the, I look at everybody. I'm like, I'm, yeah, that's right. I'm watching you. Yeah. Excuse me, ma'am. I'm looking at you too. <laughs> that's right. I don't trust anybody. I trust no one. Uh, when I'm getting gas, I happen to get gas that time. What I try not to do, I try to plan my day. You know, I try to plan the, you know, the things that I do throughout the days, so, so I don't put myself in those type of situations. That's that also part that's of it. Wise, yeah. yeah, that's also part. That's part of everything. You know, Unfor- And people say, well, you should be able to do those things. Uh, yes, I agree with you, 100. percent You should be able to go at. Three o'clock in the morning, stop at the gas station, get gas, go inside, get something to drink, some chips, whatever, you know, and 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 not have to worry about someone robbing you or, you know, taking your yeah. vehicle or something like that. Absolutely. I agree with you. But unfortunately, that's where we are today. So you have to, you know, we go out and we do nightly runs in my house. You know, we'll do, hey, you know, hey, let's go get some ice cream. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's three o'clock in the morning. Let's get some ice cream. Hey, you want some ice cream? Yeah, I want some ice cream. What do you want? I want some chips. And some, hey, let's get some Rice Krispies and some vanilla ice cream. You ever try vanilla ice cream and Rice Krispies? No, I need to come uh, to your oh house at 2 a.m. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the move. That's the move. You don't even, you're going to learn today. <laughs> Let me tell you. So. You know, so I'm like, hey, you know, I want to go out. Let's get some ice cream and some Rice Krispies, you know. And, you know, I go out and get that, you know. And, you, and we go in as a team, you know. One person stays with the vehicle. The other person goes into the store. That's that's what you do. You uh-huh. have to plan your trip and plan your day, you know. What do you think? You got you to gotta plan your day nowadays. That's right. Because folks out here be, man, it'd be crazy out here, bro. You, you'd never be, you'd be surprised what you run into at 3 o'clock in the morning. Especially in Riverside, right? Oh, everything. You live in Riverside? <laughs> no, I'm staying in Riverside no more. You used to? Used to, yeah. I used to stay in Riverside, but it's like coming from coming from uh, St. Louis. It's basically this is a whole culture shock coming down here. It's way safer in Austin than it is in St. Louis. St. Louis is like the third dangerous city. Oh yeah. In the United States. <laughs> so like St. Louis is no joke on everything. So paying at the parking meters, you gotta look over your shoulder. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But um, out here, out here in Texas, it's like it's it's really chill. For me, I ain't got to really worry about too much, you know what I'm saying? Because I try to stay out of the way too, plan my day, and like share as less information about my location as possible, like letting me know with random people and stuff like that. Because um, you just never, you can't trust nobody out here. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can't trust nobody everywhere, like anywhere. Because I went, I came from a place where folks would be like, yeah, just come in and walk in my house. The door's <laughs> open. What you mean? <laughs> what you mean by that? But um, nah, bro, I heard that you definitely, you definitely got to watch it. Sometimes look over your shoulder wherever you at, though. Yeah, you, you got to have that routine. You got to have. Yeah. A, I have a nightly routine in my house. You know, a routine where I want to make sure we make sure that everyone is safe inside the house. So there's a thing that we do. One, we make sure all the doors and the windows are locked. Okay, we make sure that all the vehicles are locked outside. You know, and everything's in the driveway or in the garage, whatever. We make sure we take our valuables out of our vehicle. Lock the vehicle doors. All the windows are up. We lock all the doors inside the house. We turn the alarm system on inside the house. Um, the dogs, you know, I have, I have three female dogs, and I have their beds, you know, spaced out around the room so that no matter what, you know, one of my dogs is going to hear something that happens outside the house. You know, I purposely do that. And I train my dogs to do that. They, they, one sleeps to the left side, you know, one sleeps on the right side, one sleeps by the door, you know, so that we can hear something that happens, and they, they'll alert you. Dogs are good for yeah, that. Yeah, and so you get, you just got to have that alert system, you know. And then I use my cameras. I have so many cameras. I can pull my phone up, you know, literally barely get up out of bed, grab my phone. I hear something outside. I look at the camera, see if I see anything. You know, that's, that's you know, 
that's you got to have a certain routine. You got a certain thing about security to keep the family safe. Yeah, well, back when I was rich, I used to live in like a uh, like a high rise. You said so back you, you said <laughs> back you were rich. We, we, I had twenty four hour security, so hold I didn't on, have to worry about anything. Hold on, so you poor now? You slum? He slum with us now? He's no, poor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. So back when you were rich, go ahead. Well, I used to live in a condo, so we had like twenty four hour security. Do you know what I mean downstairs? So I didn't have to worry about anything. That's you know? right. You lived. They the, kept out the riffraff. You, you know lived in the jingle building, right? <laughs> back in the day, yeah. But right. I, I always thought he was pimping. He lived in the jingle building. We can see your building from here. Say hi. <laughs> like some some of the safety measures I had took, I always thought it was normal for you to lock your doors, for you to take your, all your values out of the car. You thought that was normal? I thought that was just normalized. You got to do that stuff. You would you think. You would think. And um and then also like one thing I realized, uh, growing up in an environment that if you do have, like for me my experience was if I do have the same schedule that makes my moves predictable. Mm-hmm. So I always got to switch it up every now and then. So like my brain is my defense defense system. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. You know, just hearing a different, just hearing a different perspective of how everybody was was raised, or like how they teach their children, how they teach their family. I'm like, right. man, this this is unlock, this is unallowed though. Right. But um, yeah, I thought I always thought like, yeah, lock you, you gotta lock your doors, or somebody gonna pop the lock. You know, because I was young, I was young back in the day. You know, what and saying? you and you gotta have a but, plan of what happens yeah, if someone so, breaks into the house too. You know, because yeah. what if someone comes through the windows? Something, you know, someone does get inside. They gain entry into the home. What is the plan for everyone inside the house? So you're going to accidentally shoot one of your loved ones? You know, what are you going to do? This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're talking about crime everywhere. Talk about this stuff as it pertains to the law. Want to make sure. And you know what? If you have questions about something, you have questions about the Texas gun law, you have questions about what's happening at the Capitol, you have questions about open carry, concealed carry, handgun license, any questions about gun law, give me a call. And my telephone number is 512-543-2284. That's 512-543-2284. Come and talk it. All right. So I want to... Go to this case, uh, this video of a um, young lady in Austin who was paraplegic, you know, had an incident, a run-in with the Austin Police Department. Uh, Apparently, they're having some type of memorial, and somehow they had, you know, some interaction with the Austin Police Department. So I want to take a look at this, and you know what? Some people are going to like what I have to say. Some people are not going to like what I have to say, you know, but you know what? Get over it. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to tell you my honest opinion. I have no feelings. Feelings is a song that was written in the 70s. So get over yourself. I'm going to tell you exactly what my thoughts are. All right, so take a look at this video here. All right, so this one here, we're not playing the audio. And basically what's happening is uh, this group of people are having a memorial for Garrett Foster. He's the young man that was uh, carrying the AK-47 and participating in a protest where another young man who was driving the vehicle, when Garrett Foster approached his vehicle with a mask on with the AK-47, standing outside his vehicle at night with a group of protesters, approached this young man's vehicle. So the young man pulled out his concealed handgun and fired five shots and stopped Garrett Foster because he perceived Garrett Foster as to be a threat. Well, this young man happened to be the spouse um, 
of the paraplegic young lady in this video. And they had some kind of interaction with law enforcement. And they were just, you know, they were, things were getting out of control. They were, you know, they were just being rude, you know, just getting really crazy. And, and, and honestly, let me tell you guys something. I don't care if I'm a police officer. I'm, I'm, I don't care what I do in life. Just because I'm a police officer, just because I'm someone else, I don't deserve to, I don't have to sit here and take whatever treatment that you give me. You got to have some type of respect for other people. You know, just because you, you know, you're like, well, you're a police officer. Take whatever I say to you. Well, that, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a human being. And I don't have to sit there as a human, as another human being and take the le that level of disrespect that you're actually, you know, giving this person. And in defense of these police officers, and yeah, I'm defending the Austin police officer. And by the way, give me a call. That's 512. I'm sorry. What's that number again? Because I, you know, always 512-643-LIVE. That's 512-643-LIVE. Give me a call and tell me I'm wrong. Because, you know, just because they're police officers mean that they have to sit there and, and take you yelling and screaming at them. They don't have to take that kind of crap. And they ask you to get out of the road. They're asking if you're in the roadway and they're telling you to move out of the street, you're you're committing a class A misdemeanor blocking a roadway. And if they have to pick your butt up and move you, then that's what they have to do. And so they have to move, actually literally push her out of the way in their wheelchair and she happened to hit the ground. And so you can take it as you want. You know, it is what it is. You know, they, they gave, you know, say, hey, get out of the roadway. You're going to get hit. You're going to get run over. And she's kicking and screaming and she ends up she ends up on the ground. And I'm sorry. It is what it is. Call me up. You don't like what I got to say. No, no personally, no, I, I pretty much agree. I mean, I think I again, I'm no fan of law enforcement, period. Um, but <laughs> but um, but I think yeah, at the end of the day, like you can't block a road because one of those things where like. Look, like if I end up hitting you in my truck, I'm gonna end up getting sued. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like this is one of those situations where you plan a road, you plan a road, something bad's gonna happen. It's either you're gonna get like hit by a truck or cops gonna push you out your wheelchair. This is probably like the best of like all the situations that could have happened. Do you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it's like look, you like your your you like your you lost your husband on that block. It, it, I mean, it is what it is. You know, I don't and I I want to put myself in those type of situations. You know if. Exactly, yeah. Like I don't like police very much either, but I I don't got to deliberately antagonize them in in this kind of way. Do you know what I mean? I'm not gonna go walk in the road and say, "Hey, I'm not moving." Um, and they actually were going out of their way to be nice. They're yeah. actually going out of their way, like, "Look, you guys need to get out of the road." Well, they know there's cameras, right? So they know that they can't do like they they know it's for the 80s where they can just beat them up and then let it be. Do you know what right. I mean? They have they have to be somewhat give them some kind of. I'm the, I'm the first person, I'll tell you when a police officer is doing something wrong. I'm Amen. the first person to, you know, to criticize and, and tell what it is. But th that's the problem, is when I, write, I look at a situation, I give someone my opinion, they think that, oh, I'm sucking up to law enforcement. I don't suck up to anybody. I'll tell you exactly how I see it. If you don't like how I see it, then that's your problem, because you're an mm -hmm. idiot. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, yeah everyone, know, I guess everyone pretty much knows I'm not a very big fan of the police. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, the, I'm definitely the most honest arbiter. <laughs> and like, yeah, I can't, I, I, I mean, they, what they're doing seems to be. Um, and also as well, I dislike the people, I dislike the people in the video as well, because they're using the girl in the wheelchair as like a human shield. They're like, oh, hey, she's in the wheelchair, therefore you can't touch her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you're, you're, again, you have able bodies. If you don't like the police, fight the police then. But don't like just crowd around a woman in a wheelchair and get like use her as a human shield. Do you and know what I mean? So and there are other human. angles of this video too. I want to I want to roll the other angles also. But go, but go ahead. Yeah. So what are you what are you saying? Oh yeah, they're um they're, they seem to care about her when she's on the floor, but they're all kind of 
using her as a human shield when um while it's convenient do you know what i mean like you can see at the beginning of the video they're kind of like crowding around her and it's like and let me tell you i don't care who's watching us right now i don't care it doesn't matter you know if you if you disagree with us give me a call let me know your stance what your thoughts are and defend your stance yeah. you know that's the, that's the bottom line that's what this is all about come and talk it you know, I'm looking at something and I'm telling you my opinion. You call me up and you tell me that you think I'm wrong and give me your opinion. You know, defend your opinion. Defend yourself. You know, let me know, you know, what your stance is and why you're right and why we're wrong. I lo I love to know. Prove me wrong. All right, so Taylor. Line one. Taylor, what you got? Oh, hello. So, What's up, um, Taylor? Me, hello, am I on the air? All right, you good. Are, so a little bit of context air. on um, this whole situation is they had uh, they had banners and they had set one of the banners down in front of the spot where her um, partner had been killed and the police officer took the banner and they went over there to ask for it back. And now, obviously, they didn't do it nicely there was a lot of shouting from both sides yeah there's a reason we can't play the audio of the video because there's too much profanity oh yeah of course can't even um, play it on radio a lot of yelling on both sides and the problem i think was um they arrested um whitney's caretaker so she couldn't wheel her out of this because she wheeled whitney over there to talk to them and um she talked to them well it kind of ensued into a, a shouting match and when they um, arrested her caretaker, um, she was told the reason she was arrested was because she was being rude. This is what she was told by the police officer. If you watch the live stream that they did afterwards when she was released without charges, mm -hmm. they didn't charge her with anything, just arrested her and then took her, took Whitney and wheeled her, who's like a quadriplegic amputee, and wheeled her and instead of nicely wheeling her, I mean, she was, I mean, struggling in the wheelchair itself. But there was no need for the officer to go right up to the curb and just push her in, push her into the curb, causing her to fall off. I know. What do you think? You think she slid out of the seat or do you think she was thrown from the chair? Um, It was a combination of kind of both. It's kind of like a sliding throw because he let's hit see the, the video. curb in the let's, video. Let's see the video one more time. I'm trying to see. All right. Was she thrown or was she, she – you know what? Call us up. What do you think? Yeah, Guys, look. take a look at this video. Uh, you're the jury. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you know, what say ye? You know, was she – thrown was she tossed or did she slide out of the chair i think like taylor said it's kind of one of those things where it's, it's actually kind of neither it's just a bad situation do you know what i mean it's like you're, you're like the bottom line is you're in a road the police want to get you out of the road and you're not like kind of complying do you know mm -hmm. what i mean it's one of those right. things where <laughs> like this is she, she, she wouldn't have ended up on the ground if it wasn't for the the police officer pushing the chair she wouldn't well, end up on the ground if she knew how to act like a young lady. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> by the looks of it, I, I can see that she was already. And my telephone something. number is five one two six four three. I mean, I, I'm five, not, I'm four, not eight, three, five, one, two, six, four, three, five, four, eight, three. She wouldn't have been on the ground. She had like a young lady. Well, I'm not saying that like the police are I'm saying in the right. But I'm saying like at the same time, you shouldn't be in the road. Do you sometimes, know what I mean? Sometimes you got to toss them on the ground. Sometimes you got <laughs> a swift kick in the butt yeah, is what some people like need. You have to act kindly, especially in that situation when the police had kind of taken something that was theirs for the memorial. Right. And they're asking for it back. And it started an argument because the police officer refused to give it back to them. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a very high intensity situation because she's in the exact spot where her partner died. Right. Speaking about a partner dying and i just don't think it's right that cops shouldn't put uh push people on the road when they're on their wheelchairs onto the sidewalk you yeah, know I, mean, I don't I think people who murder people should be walking around free either 
I, I think I think the second part of that needs some elaboration. Mm-hmm. Who's who's murdering who and walking around? Free? Um, I was talking about Daniel Perry, especially when he posted on Twitter before, right before about shooting protesters before he went and did it. So. Oh, this is this is the guy who actually who shot um, yeah. Jared. Oh, okay, uh, Garrett. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, again, I I'm not particularly familiar with, with the actual the shooting of, of 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 Garrett Foster, but I just think in this in this situation, it's one of those things where like I'm not pro throwing women in wheelchairs out of their wheelchairs, but at the same time, a road is a road. You know what I mean? Um, and and you're blocking a roadway. That's a class A misdemeanor. That's up to one year in jail blocking a roadway. That's a crime. Mm-hmm. And also as well, like the, the memorial was on the pavement. I, I walked past that memorial, like when all this George Floyd stuff was going down. Like their their memorial is 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 on a is on a park bench, like a couple meters. It's not in the road. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it go, is. Uh, what? Sorry. It was um. It was because the uh, the banner was on the um, on the uh, the, the planter in front of the bench. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and then they put it into that police car that was then in the road. That's I wonder. I wonder what there. the business thinks about that and all that stuff. You know, in front of the business, they're trying to, you know run a business and stuff like that well look, they, free- seem, they seem to be have been supportive but i don't know entirely right. well i think footfall traffic for businesses is pretty much fell off a cliff anyway so i think this is probably not having much of an impact all right we come back we'll finish this conversation this is michael cargill and you are listening to come and talk it hey this is awr hawkins bright news and you're listening to come and talk it with michael cargill Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so let's go back to the phone lines again. And once again, our call in number is 512-643-5483. That's 512-643-5483. Come and talk it. All right, so let's go to, let's talk, El- is it Elgin? Bastrop. Elgin, Elgin, Texas. You're on with Come and Talking. All right, you're calling, yes, about, you're calling about Elgin. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm calling about an incident that happened in Elgin last week. I think it was Friday, maybe Thursday, okay. where someone actually uh, cut off someone, got out their vehicle, went to the other vehicle where the guy was an LTC, mm. and ended up busting the glass uh, on the vehicle, and the guy actually shot shot the guy, I don't know if he killed, you know, was was shot, killed, you know, was shot dead or whatever. Okay. But I was just wondering in regards to the gentleman that was the LTC carrier where the guy got out the car and started beating on the car, actually Mm -hmm. broke the guy windshield, Mm -hmm. how, you know, to me, he was legally defending himself, and I just wondered what... You know what? What was your idea on that? Okay, so let's let's break this down. Let's let's go to the let's Google this and let's go to the story. And what does it say? So it appears that there was, it that there was two drivers, two who, drivers who were um, one driver was obviously driving too slowly, um, or that's what it appears to say here. So then the, the the driver or the person who's been shot, what he did is he pulled in front of the what, the car, slammed on his brakes, causing a small traffic jam to um, like ha- like follow behind them. He gets out of his car, starts attacking um, this this person who then shot him. Starts attacking him. Obviously, broke the windshield and then was shot at the scene. It doesn't appear that he was shot dead. He was shot in the face, but there's nothing here saying that he's been he's been killed or anything like that. Okay. So okay, I, I got okay. So what we're saying is 
So there are some vehicle, two vehicles on the road. Mm-hmm. This guy pulls in front of another vehicle, jams on brakes, brake checks this guy. Mm-hmm. And then when he brakes checks him, he comes to a stop. He gets out of his vehicle. He's yeah. the front vehicle. He gets yeah. out of his vehicle, goes back to the second vehicle, yeah. breaks the window of that vehicle, yeah. and gets shot in the face. Yeah. That's what we're saying? Yeah. Oh, justified. Yeah, there you go, right? Bam! <laughs> justified! <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I yeah, like, it, I mean, I, I don't know about everyone else, but um, if you put hands on my truck, like, <laughs> you know, this, this is going to be a bad situation. So I think it's, if you're going to go to the extreme, actually, Busting in someone's windows, then you're getting to the point and when I think there is a legitimate, um, legitimate, you know, chance of, of like physical injury. Do you know what I mean? Someone's yeah. actually. And let's let's talk about what the Texas there. law says. The Texas law says that if someone attempts to enter or remove you from your vehicle, you can use force or daily force, force to stop them. That's what the te- that's the Texas Castle Doctrine. Yep. And so it's all about the Castle Doctrine is all about your home, your vehicle, and your place of business. If you're in any one of those three places. And someone attempts to enter or remove you from your home, from your vehicle, from your place of business, you can use force, data force to stop them. I enforce this in class. I tell people, do not under any circumstances get out of your vehicle. The Texas law protects you if you stay inside your vehicle. The law says, hey, if you stay in that box, okay, and if someone enters that box or removes you from that box, you can use force, a daily force to stop them. Don't ever get out of your vehicle. And so this guy, which is vehicle number two, if he stayed in his vehicle, vehicle number one gets out of his car, goes back to this guy's vehicle, breaks the window to enter that vehicle, then vehicle number two is justified in using force, data force to stop him. In this case, mm-hmm. shooting him in the face. Amen. Well, I mean, again, this is, I think this is one of those situations where it's natural selection. You know what I mean? In the fact that we don't want these people in our sight and we definitely want these, we definitely don't want these people to breed. So um, let's deal with them in the way that we've been um, <laughs> the founding fathers last time. I hope I don't know. Who, I don't hope I don't know who this guy is. You know, because you know we have a condom in Citrix Gunworks to give you. That's, you know, you know <laughs> don't procreate. You know, <laughs> we have some nice ones there. So definitely come on by and pick one of those up from us. Award just especially for you. Yeah. I hope that answered your question, ma'am. Yes, it does, Michael, and that is exactly what you told me when I taught and when I took your class. All right, awesome. Thank go. you very much. You have a wonderful rest of your day. All right, so let's go back to talking about what happened in you know in uh, in Austin with the Austin Police Department. Uh, real quick, Taylor is saying you know, and, and now Taylor gets hot on this topic. You know, he's like, look, you know, they they threw her out of the chair. You know, and she what I'm saying, up. you know, and what I'm saying is this. You know, you're you're in a confrontation with law enforcement. They're asking you to get out of the road. You're in the road. That's the problem with these protesters. You know, you have a right to protest. You have a right to let people know that you're upset about something. You know what? But when when the police tell you, okay, that's enough. Time's up. You got to get out of the road. You're blocking a roadway, which you're committing a crime, which is a class A misdemeanor, which is up to one year in jail. We're going to remove you from the street for your safety and the safety of the motoring public because there are cars on the road and you being in the road, you're putting yourself in danger. You're putting the police in danger. You're putting the car, the people that are in their vehicle in danger of hitting you. So to to stop that, to eliminate that, we're going to remove you from the street. And so they didn't want to listen. They asked them several times and then to the point where, okay, fine, then we're going to move you. If you don't know, if you can't act like a young lady, then they're going to treat you like something else and toss your butt on the side of the road. But I'm a taxpayer. I you pay taxes. Then, then you got paid to be tossed on the side of the road as a taxpayer. Yeah, like, and you're in the, you're in the road. It's one of those things where it's like, 
it's a, little, it's a little hard to defend. Like obviously, this isn't this isn't a, a nice outcome, and no one's going to be celebrating the outcome here. But at no. the end of the day, you're in you're in the road. And I understand. You know, you're upset. I understand people are mad and angry about it. But you know, that's the fact. You know, and also, and yes, uh, and when it comes to the shooting that happened in July downtown with Garrett Foster, you know, getting shot by you know, uh, uh, what's the guy's name, Taylor? Daniel, Daniel Perry. Getting shot by Daniel Perry. While, you know, while they were doing a protest, you know, I, I can see how that all plays out. You know, you got to put yourself in another person's perspective, you know, and, and this is how I see the incident. You know, this guy, um, Garrett Foster, was a prior military Air Force. He had a right to carry an AR-15, you know, uh, I'm sorry, AK-47. He had a right to carry that AK-47 and a right to, you know, decide to participate in the protest with that AK-47. There's nothing illegal about that. And you gotta, let's put ourselves in that mindset. Okay, here we are in July. The rest of the country is shut down. They're carrying, he's carrying an AK-47. He's wearing a face mask. It's nighttime. Now, here I am, you know, Daniel Perry, driving a vehicle, uh, right, uh, driving my vehicle for a rideshare company. I've, de- I've been deployed overseas two times uh, to, you know, Iraq, Afghanistan, wherever. I've been deployed twice. And so I'm in that mindset also of being deployed. You know, that can't, you can't eliminate that from your mind. You've been deployed overseas. You know, that's, ing- that's ingrained in your body. Mm-hmm. So here I am working part-time for a rideshare company during July when the, the majority of the country is shut down. There's not a much going on. When you hit that time of night, pretty much Austin doing, in July was a ghost town. Mm-hmm. Not that many people were, you know, were, you know, out and about. So here I am. I drop off a passenger on the 4th Street. I go to Congress. I make a right turn onto Congress from 4th Street. When people are making a right turn, what do you do when you're making a right turn? You look left. You look to the left. That's right. So you're looking to the left because you're looking for oncoming traffic. He hits the gas as he goes to the right, and then he probably turns his head, sees there's a group of people in the roadway. He comes to a stop. He didn't hit anyone, didn't run anyone over, didn't bump anyone in the vehicle. He comes to a stop. They surround his vehicle. Someone motioned him to roll the window down. He rolls the window down. He notices there's a guy standing next to my driver's side window that's down now. He's got a face mask on. He's got an AK-47 and wearing tactical gear. They're yelling and screaming. They're banging on my vehicle. It's nighttime. His training kicked in. Mm -hmm. This guy had been deployed twice to Afghanistan. His training kicks in. He reached down between his seat and center console, pulled out his handgun, fired five shots, stopped what he perceived to be a threat. Yeah. And when he did that, the crowd dispersed. Yeah, yeah. You need yeah. you need to be aware of yourself when you're carrying a firearm. Like yeah. again, you must know again when you carry a firearm just day to day, right? Is that you when you enter a building, like you you need to be aware of your um like your mannerisms and all this kind of stuff when you're carrying a firearm. Mm-hmm. Even more still when you're walking around with an assault rifle. Do you know what I mean? When you're walking around with a long gun, like you need to understand how you're perceived by the right. public. Yeah, just because I can carry a gun, the am I going to walk? The up? thing that bothers me about this whole case is like on. On June 3rd, before this whole incident, this was maybe 17 days before it happened, 18 days. Yeah. And don't give me, don't give me wrong on that exact number. He, he talked specifically on his social media about killing protesters. And so he what? Came to but if, if it's justified killing, so what? It's like me talking about killing gang members and hanging out in a bad area of LA. Just because I pre, just because I, you know, just because I said it was going to happen and it happened doesn't mean it was, you know, premeditated or it doesn't mean it was an unlawful killing. Does it? No. Yeah, precisely. So it's, so it's irrelevant, then, isn't it? So it's irrelevant. I, I still think the whole narrative that he didn't see him is, is kind of doesn't make sense because there's a lot of people there. Very obvious to see them. 
All right. There's nothing blocking the view, but yeah. All right. Anything else? We got like 10 seconds. No. Good? <laughs> All right. Sound like you're eating something. We don't like you. Don't be calling to the radio show eating stuff, you know. <laughs> we hear everything you have to say. All right. Thank you, Taylor. Appreciate you calling into the show. All right. And like I always say, you know, as always, you know, you got to remember you cannot protest the police, protest the cops, and then turn around and act like the cop. As always, more guns equals less crime. Go out there and buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.